Welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, welcome back. And for some of you, welcome to the show for the very first time. I thought, this being episode 25, that I would do a little reintroduction today of who I am and why I speak about amputation and all that other good stuff on the show. So, a little bit about myself. I am a wife to my high school sweetheart. I have two amazing teenage boys, and I have always been active, involved in sports, and back in 2013... I was doing karate with my sons and I was actually testing for my second degree black belt when I kicked someone in the head during sparring, popped my MCL, and that started my journey of seven years to amputation. Um, Basically what ended up happening is something that wouldn't have normally needed surgery, an MCL tear, needed surgery. And... I would always have a surgery and it would work for a while. I'd be in PT and things would be going great. And then all of a sudden I couldn't do the things I was doing. I wasn't seeing any progression. I was then starting to see a decrease in my progression and I was losing range of motion and increased pain. And so that was like, that was like every single surgery I had. And I believe there was maybe about nine or 10 before amputation all the way up to a knee revision and a knee replacement and then a knee revision. Um, the final straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was um, back in 2018, the summer of 2018. Uh, the boys and my husband and I went to Paris. I thought that I had pulled a muscle in my calf because I had um, just limited range of mobility. So I was walking all over Paris and dealing with the pain and dealing with the limping because when you can't straighten your leg and your leg becomes shorter, you're limping. So I thought I just pulled a muscle. Yes, my leg was swollen uh, because I had zero, I mean, there was so much scar tissue in my knee that um, I didn't have very good uh, blood flow going through my my calf. So my calf was always swollen. It was always kind of red and and, um, hot. Um, the knee, it was just always like that. And so, yes, I know warning signs of certain things. And I ignored it because I really thought it was a pulled muscle. Uh, flew home a week later. Uh, did not have a very good flight home, actually. And then proceeded to go to a couple concerts that weekend after we got back. When I finally went and saw my Um, pain management doctor on the following Monday, about five days after being back from Paris, he told me I needed to go to the ER right away, that maybe it was nothing, but he seems to think that it was a blood clot. And that's exactly what it was. But the blood clot where I'd felt my pain and thought it was a pulled muscle, which was actually a, a clot, was now behind my kneecap. And so it had moved. And, um, I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than thinking, All right, I knew that I couldn't really do any walking in the neighborhood, couldn't take my dog for a walk, couldn't bike at all because I couldn't get my leg around on a bike. 
I had no range of motion, 20 degrees total range of motion. Um, wasn't skiing anymore with my family, which was horrible to go and just watch. And um, I mean, basically wasn't really living the life I'd like to live. And I was way too young in my mid forties to um, see the rest of my life being set on a couch. And so um, that was the deciding factor that I had had enough and I had tried everything in a medical repertoire that you could try to fix myself. So that's when I decided to amputate and I went through and did my research and talked to a few doctors, did some peer-to-peers with other amputees, talked to a prosthetist, talked to my PT I was seeing, who then started to proceed to work on my good side so I could strengthen that to get ready for the, the, the bluntness that it was going to have to deal with once I lost a leg. And so that September, I booked the surgery for December. So if you can even begin to fathom the amount of pressure and fears and anxieties that came with um, knowing an amputation was coming, but I had months to think about it. There were several sleepless nights, I will have to tell you. But anyways, December of 2018, I had my surgery and long story short, I had found my way into a better place by the time the surgery came woke up telling jokes, excited about the day. Of course, there were still nerves, but um, knowing that I had made the right choice and, and the conviction that I felt in that was a huge battle for those months leading up to it, and I was finally at peace with it. And so that day came. I had the amputation. I come out of my, um, you know, twilight and was feeling great and of all the surgeries I had this was probably the easiest one to wake up from I don't know how that's even possible but I was I didn't feel sick I'm always sick and I was not sick to my stomach and I was happy and I was cognizant and I was able to hold the conversation right away it was amazing and um proceeded to finally get a room that I could um, get ready to have PT and OT into and got right up on my crutches because I'd been using crutches for so long that I was already strong upper body wise and was able to get myself to the bathroom. My PT and OT were like, okay, she's good and was able to be released after, I don't know, even two days, I think, or something. But I was walking around the whole floor and everything on crutches, doing the stairs, everything. Not a problem. So that's a little bit about me and where I'm at. So it's now been about two and a half years. And I kind of use this podcast. I just felt the need to be able to represent real life of an amputee and dealing with issues that everyone deals with, really. I mean, it's not just an amputee's world that I talk about, but some of the things that we discuss here really have to do with just overcoming obstacles in your life. Uh, We all have them. And I talk a lot about the journey, the mental health of it, the emotional health of it, and the physical health. And so um, today, you know, I normally don't look like this, um, but I decided to record earlier than normal because I was feeling it motivated by what I decided to do today. And that was to go out for a walk midday knowing it's hot here in Arizona. 
um, not as hot as it's been, but 95, I think, and the sun straight above at noon. And I decided to just see what I could do and push myself. Um, and, and this is where I get my inspiration from is the, the trials and tribulations that I go through because I know I'm not the only one. And that right there is half the battle is to know I'm not alone that you're not alone, that we all go through it. And it doesn't matter if you're an amputee or not. If you're going through any other kind of struggles, we all, they kind of all have the same structure, right? They all push us to our limits and sometimes can break us. And sometimes it, it brings um, just the kind of change that we need in our life. And we all come out on the other side, better or worse, but we come out on the other side, we rise up, until the next challenge comes our way because that's just kind of life right when the challenges range from you know nothing major but still a challenge to extreme challenges such as losing your leg but I thought I would come to you today in in earnest because um, today I decided to push myself um, not only just going for a walk I just got a new socket um, it's been about almost two weeks um, new sockets can be really hard to get used to and it does take a week or so to get used to the nuances of the new socket and how it fits and feels and where it rubs and you know you tend to go back into your prosthetist after using them for about a week or two and have them make a little tweaks here and there and I have not gone back in yet and 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 I know that my prosthetist does an amazing job he was um, with me on the last podcast last week's podcast so if you didn't hear it he talks about the fits of sockets and what to expect and when you need to push yourself and um, for those of you that know me I you know that I'm a type A personality I don't settle for anything but the best from me and I hold myself to high ideals I set goals a lot um, that has helped me do what I have done in the past two and a half years um, for those of you that don't know me I have decided that virtual races have become a great thing um, well before pandemic happened I was doing virtual races and at to this date I think I have about 15 virtual races under my belt I don't race per se. I don't put my running blade on and run. I have done some with my running blade on and I've done run walks. I'm still learning the running blade. But for me, it was more about being active and dealing with the pain of socket fits. And sometimes just pushing through it to do a 5K with a socket that doesn't feel great or you're not at your best sometimes it was more about character building and me pushing my mental limits amongst the uh, also along with my physical limits and um, today was one of those days I knew that my socket was going to hit hard and stupid me um, I decided yesterday to sit outside in the sun without my socket on because I was getting in and out of the pool and um, actually sunburned my residual limb so that's awesome. Um, you don't realize it till like last night when I put my took my leg off for the evening and it was sticking to sunburned skin. That is a new pain in all itself and not fun to deal with. And then this morning, realizing I was having to put it on. Well, the first, you know, hour of walking around my house with my socket on with sunburn was not pleasant. 
And then I decided, you know what? You're going to just suck it up and you're going to get outside and you're going to go for a walk. You're really, this is me. Okay. So for those of you that don't know me, this is me. Like, why don't you torture yourself just a little bit more? But, you know, I decided I needed to get the exercise. Um, I could easily say, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow because it's already too late and the sun's out. It's already hot. If I wait till later in the evening, then the mosquitoes are out. So I'm just going to wait till tomorrow morning and it's cooler. And I decided, you know what? No, no more excuses. Just get out and do it. And so that's kind of where I was at today. Some of my best thoughts and insight into what I think people need to hear come when I am literally pushed to my mental and physical limits. And that's where I was today on my walk. My husband and I decided to go out for a walk. I got my bag on. So for those of you that are amputees, I always take a um, a backpack. And in my backpack, it has like my bag that I use to put my skin fit socket on in case something's wrong with my socket in the middle of walking. I can take it off, readjust and put it back on. Well, I need my bag for that. It has my water bottle. It has my tools in case something happens with my socket and I have to adjust it. I have my tools, my hex hex um, socket wrenches. Um, I have a salve usually in case I rub raw and that does happen. Um, my knee brace for my good knee, just in case. So there's just things like that that I always want to keep on with me and on my person at all times. If it's not if I'm not out walking, it's usually in my car with me when I'm driving just in case. You never know that moment because I would hate to be out and about my socket change and I can't do anything about it because I don't have my bag. So I try to keep my, my backpack with me at all times, kind of like a purse, but I don't carry it into like stores and stuff, but it's in my car or near me um, and on me when I'm walking. So I put my bag on, got my water, and my husband and I went out walking. And um, needless to say, it was hot. Um, I have come to the realization that because we've moved this summer and what I've talked about is the fact that I, I've just beaten myself up unpacking boxes and everything that I really haven't gotten outside and done physical, um, activity to push my limits physically. Uh, I've continued to lift and push ups, sit ups, things like that in my home, work on my balance, work on squats, things like that, but I haven't done any cardio. So what I have come to realize in the heart of this struggle today was there was kind of, I think, like a trifecta. One, I'm getting used to my new socket, and that's hard, um, especially to push past some of the pain. Second, I don't think that I'm cardiovascularly where I need to be. I'm exhausted. You know, I, I, I try to push myself, but my body just was like, you know, the couch sounds great. <laughs> Let's go to the couch. I'd rather be on the couch. But then the third is the physical, um, my residual limb physical capabilities. Like it is exhausting pulling through a 12 pound mechanical leg for miles. And so, and then of course, I guess it's more than a trifecta, my mental game. Um, man, your mind in the heat and in pain, physical pain, your mind wants to take you into negative spaces. And that right there is kind of what this episode's about. Um, I'm going to title this when the going gets tough, right? Uh, 
it's hard. Um, I don't walk a lot with my husband because I'm usually pretty ornery. Um, and I really have to kind of absorb myself into my own brain and self-talk. So people say, well, geez, you know, you get out there and you walk all the time. You do this, you do that. And I will tell you with all honesty that it is never comfortable. It isn't comfortable. Um, but here's where I'm at. And I, I thought about this while I was walking. This is why I wanted to talk right away. Lack of makeup and everything looking all sweaty because I've realized that when you're pushing yourself really, really hard, um, there are two ways that this can can go about. You can quit. You can give up and say, well, you know, I got a half a mile in, good enough. But when are you going to push yourself past that half mile? Because I guarantee you that that first half mile might be tough because you get you're trying to push through it. And you know, you talk about the runner's high. you hear people say, oh, I got a runner's high. And you're thinking, how's that even possible? Well, I had before, a long time ago, before I had an amputation, I had done a marathon. And uh, I, and it is true. You get to a point and you don't want to stop running because your legs become like lead weights. And then you try to kick that run back up again after walking and it's tough. What I have found out is, yes, my first... I don't know, quarter mile or so is usually really hard because I'm, it's almost like revving my engine. I'm just getting started, getting the nuances of my gait, figuring out where my leg is going to feel comfortable and how I need to pull my hip in and how I should step and this and that. And there's all these little things that my brain thinks about and it is not fun. But the beauty of our bodies are that we actually create a hormone or a chemical that actually releases into the body to help us almost numb the pain to some extent. Not totally. I'm not saying that I'm pain free. But when you get moving, you all of a sudden find yourself um, not feeling what you did the first you know, half mile, quarter mile or whatever. And then it starts to get a little bit easier. And then all of a sudden I find that um, it, it starts to go downward. When your body starts, anybody, if, if I were two-legged and I was out walking, there's a point in time where your body's like, I can't walk anymore, I'm tired. And the same thing goes for, for me now. But what ends up happening is I get into my own head and what I tell myself is what makes or breaks my walk or my exercise. And I ask you this in all earnesty, earnestness, excuse me, is what are you telling yourself? You know, are you feeding yourself positive thoughts and um, pushing yourself? Or are you giving yourself excuses? Are you playing a victim? Are you woe is mean, you know, the pity party. I talk about pity parties and that's okay. You know, I've had mine, mine tend to come in the shower when I'm just exhausted from the day that I've had, if it's been a hard day and no one else is around. And it's great because the shower uh, wipes away the tears, but then you move on. You're like, you know what? I'm just telling myself, suck it up, buttercup. It's time to move on. And you're not the only one dealing with things. Everyone's got something. And you know what? You've, you have to decide how your life is going to be. And so that's where I was today. I was out walking with my husband. And normally I have music on in one ear. Um, I always advocate for you to make sure you pay attention to the surroundings. I'm, I'm in a new area, so I don't know the people and the traffic. 
but I'll tell you right now, we don't have sidewalks here, so I'm on the street, and I do not want to be, um, I don't want to be, you know, not paying attention or hearing what's going on around me or a car racing up behind me or a motorcycle. So I always keep one headphone in and one out so I can hear my surroundings and I keep my head up so I can also see and people notice that I'm not a target. Um, worst thing I want to be is looking like a very weak target and I already have amputation going against me. It looks like I'd be an easy target, but I stand upright, stand tall, I have one ear paying attention, and I'm looking around all the time. I would never ever put two AirPods in and have my head down and not paying attention to what's going on in the world around me. So please make sure that you're being safe when you do go out. So I was out there without my headphone in because I was with my husband and I knew he'd want to talk and I, I don't like having a headphone in when I'm with people. And um, I don't really talk much. <laughs> I'm actually not very fun to be around, as he'll probably tell you. Um, I'm not fun to be around when I have to start pushing myself. And I know that things are getting hard um, as I start to hobble in my gait, or I call it the waddle, and I hate it. It was the same waddle I had the first months I had my socket, and I didn't know how to handle the pain. So instead of walking through, I'd waddle back and forth to kind of almost stop the pain a little bit. At least that's what I thought I was doing. But really all I'm doing is hurting my back, my hip, my other leg. And so I've really tried to push through um, and keep my form. But I do lose it every once in a while. And, you know, I think it's just natural. Not for one second was my walk an easy walk today. Um, It was hot. I felt like we were going uphill every turn we took. And I decided, well, you know what, let's do a loop around. It looks like we're looping around. I'd never been in this area, a brand new neighborhood. And my husband finally GPSed us and said, well, yeah, it's kind of shorter to go back. And stubborn me said, we're not going to turn around and go back. I'm going to continue this loop. We're going to make it. But I had to stop a couple times in shade, get some water, you know, reassess and um, just get my head on straight. And I found that I spend a lot of time talking to myself. (laughs) Most of it is in the head, but sometimes it's like, come on, girl, you got this. And out loud, my husband will be like, what'd you just say? I'm like, nothing, I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) So, you know, I, I do believe that for us to make it in life, that we need to be our first and foremost, our biggest advocate. It isn't going to be an easy road for anybody doing anything, going anywhere, and in any walk of our lives. We all have our battles, we all have our valleys, and we all have our mountains to climb. But the question is, is what are you doing about it? Are you helping yourself? Or are you pushing yourself back and in reverse order and not making a difference? Now, as I was walking, and I was thinking about this podcast, I realized that, yeah, this is tough. And I started asking myself, what makes me continue to move forward? When I mean, I was in a lot of pain. (laughs) I was really, really hurting. And all I kept thinking about is, when we get home? When will we be home? When can I sit down? I can't wait to sit down. And when you start thinking like that, oh my gosh, the, the steps become harder and harder, especially when you don't see any end Uh, or light at the end of the tunnel, right? And so I decided 
to start looking at what I was doing. Why was I doing this? Well, I, I said first, I actually had this conversation with my husband as I was talking this out. First off, I'm stubborn as all get out. I don't know where I get that from, but I am so stubborn. And if I set my mind to doing something, I am not a quitter. I will not quit. I could be bloody down there right now and I wouldn't even know it. It hurt that bad. I'm not going to take my socket off till the end of the day and we'll see what happened with my um, sunburn. Second, I'm a type A personality and that's what pushed me to get outside today in the middle of the day in Arizona in August and to try to beat my previous 1.75 mile walk. And I thought, you're not giving up now because you're not a quitter and you put this in front of you, you're going to finish it. And there are times when I, I've, I've said to myself in my head, you know, I could just sit here in the shade and ask my husband to go back and get the car and pick me up. And I know he would do it in a heartbeat because he's like, are you sure you want to go this way? It's longer. Yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, okay. And he knows me well enough. He's been with me since we were 17. He knows that I am stubborn beyond belief. And I, once I set my mind to something, I, I don't like to give in because I don't want to disappoint myself, to be honest. So you get that I'm stubborn, that I'm a type A personality. But then I realize what was I saying to myself? And, and the constant mental talk was, you've got this. You can do this one step at a time. One step at a time. And yes, you can stop, take a rest, get some water, recharge, and begin again. You don't have to prove anything else besides finishing to yourself. You know you can do this, but if it hurts, it hurts and you need to stop. I hate admitting that it hurts. I really do. And so then I wondered, what am I, what am I trying to achieve by that? Because I don't want to push myself and I would never advocate for you guys to push yourself to the point of injury, right? You have to know the difference between a pain you can deal with and an injury that will take you off of your feet for a year, a month, a couple of weeks, whatever it might be, because you push too hard. I know my body. I know how far I can push myself. I can deal with rubbing and those kind of pains. I can deal with it. I can understand that tonight I will probably deal with a little bit more phantom pain at night when I take my socket off because it, the release actually, the lack of pressure on that point will actually create a buzzing in my non-existent foot that will make it hard for me to fall asleep. But because I push so hard today, I will eventually just give in to sleep and, and fall asleep. So I know what's coming because I pushed myself and I'm willing to live with that. But when you think about this, and here's where I'm at, I need to realize that one, I chose this for myself and some of you did not. And this was a card you were dealt in life, whether by accident or disease or whatever. And you never asked for this path or this life. But I know that I don't have my leg and I'll never get one back. And I need to understand that it'll never be the same. That I will never feel a normal walk. That I will always have something that kind of rubs the wrong way or pinches a nerve or just is exhaustive because it's heavy and it's not 
my body. Like my prosthetist does a great job fitting this to feel skin fit and tight and like it's one with me. But the reality is it's not. I have something on my leg that I hold on to with suction that I manipulate to move. So then I have to say to myself, this is my life for better or for worse. I want to make it for the better. I cannot wait for my fit to be perfect because there's no such thing. I'm different from every other person that my prosthetist sees and every socket he makes is completely different and every socket he makes for me is different. Just based on that moment in time's fit and look and feel of my leg. So if I sit around waiting for me to have the perfect fit so that I can walk without pain or issues, I may never ever feel successful. And that is unacceptable. So I say, I do what I can with what I have, knowing that this is a lifetime for me. And I can either be frustrated and disappointed that it's not perfect and that I'm not pain free when I move. Or I can say, I am grateful for the life I have, the platform I have to speak to you, to give you hope and a a renewed sense of life to realize you're not alone, that we all are going through something and that you can too make something of your life with what you are given. There's no looking back now. We are all where we are for a reason. And and I, I sometimes say in jest, but every one of these little valleys, every little walk or whatever is character building. I have learned more about myself by pushing myself to my utmost physical and mental limits and I have learned to dig in and find the best in me and when I am done I rejoice because I pushed past the little voice inside of me that wants me to quit and I said no I'm not quitting I have something better to live for I want to do this for my own health my family and for you to see that you can to succeed Will it feel great all the time? No. For me, I feel like I may never feel perfect. And I've got to stop looking for that because I will always be disappointed. If I can look at my day and say, this is a much better fit today. I like this. This I can deal with. Then I am more successful in all aspects of my life, which then allows me to be happy and joyful And I'm a better person to be around, a better wife, a better mom, a better friend. And I just, I can be grateful for the life I have. Not once have I looked back on my decision and wished I hadn't done it. And I had that choice. But I am definitely, whether I'm feeling pain or not, in which I am most of the time, I am living much, a much richer, a much better life now than I was before amputation. Those years put on 50 pounds of weight, excess weight on my body. It made me unhappy. And I thought, if I'm only in my 40s, what am I going to look like by my 70s? And we all know that when we are physically not feeling great, then our emotions and our mental game are also down. 
And for me, I've always been athletic and very active, that for me to be overweight and unhealthy played a huge mental and emotional role on me. And trying to keep my stuff together, so to speak, was really hard when I didn't like who I'd become physically. And then we also know that when we gain all that weight, because we're not active, then our, our physical health declines as well. And I want to be around for my husband and my kids. I want to see grandkids. I want to see weddings and college graduations. I want to see all that. So I need to do this, not just for me, not just for my husband, my family. You know, this, this is a life I've chosen and this is the direction I'm going. But I wanted to just, I just, I felt the need to just talk to you guys about how hard it can be to push through when you're, when you just feel like you're being mentally pushed down, 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 like you're drowning, that you can, you can pick yourself up. You can enjoy life. You can succeed. What is success to you? Today, I am proud to say that for the first time with my new socket and in my new neighborhood and in the heat of summer, which is absolutely insane. I walked two miles, 2.03 miles. I will tell you that when I first checked my my um, phone and the app that I use, I think it was 0.5 miles and I was already hurting. I thought, oh boy, I could turn around right now, be home and, you know, maybe do some of my workout in my room and that should be good enough for the day. And at that point, I said, no, nope, you're going to keep pushing forward. If that meant I had to slow my, my walk down, then I slowed my walk down. Today wasn't about speed. Today was about pushing past my physical limits and building my mental fortitude. And that is exactly what I did. And now I get to sit here in a nice air-conditioned room, talk to you about success in that respect, but not without the pain and the struggle that came with it. It is not an easy road, but if you want it, you get after it. So I'm going to ask you today, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to make this a little bit shorter than my normal ones, but at the end, I always end with a call to action. And I really hope you kind of try to do some of them because I'm hoping that what's helped me, I, I give to you. This is what I do. I use positive self-talk. What about you? What are you telling yourself in your head and your heart? And be honest. You know, we can say, oh yeah, I tell myself you can do it. Really? Why don't you reflect in the midst of the hardest moment like I did probably at about a mile in, knowing I was kind of halfway around the loop, but I didn't want to turn back, that's when the going gets tough. And that's when I started to reach deep down inside and I'm like, come on, girl, you got this. Come on, just put one foot in front of the other. You've got this. Hey, that's, that's a feels like that's a good step. That felt really good. Okay, wait, you're waddling again. Stop waddling, focus on something else. And then that's when all of a sudden I started thinking about the podcast and how could I possibly talk to you about this if I wasn't going in through it myself? And how could I tell you to have positive self-talk if I'm not willing to do it myself? I don't want to be uh, hypocritical, 
You know, I try to be very transparent and live authentically. And that's what it is. And sometimes, sometimes I use words to really motivate myself. Some are not appropriate for this podcast. But if I do better with kicking my own butt, so to speak, then that's what I do. And I start going, no more pity parties. Let's go. Let's go. Pick it up. Come on. Suck it up. Suck it up. You got this. So the call to action I have for you today is get out and get active. And when you notice you're hitting a point where you just want to quit, give up, you want to cry, you're struggling, you're in pain, mental, physical pain, what are you telling yourself? Listen to what's going on in your head and start changing it for positive. Use only positive affirmations. Love yourself where you're at. Yeah? Find something that can tell you that you are making a difference in your life, that it's for the best, and that you can do it. Don't give up on yourself. Don't talk bad about yourself. It's so easy to get to that point going, God, you're so weak and you're so, I can't believe you can't even get a walk in. You know, I could have easily said that. I can't even believe I'm not doing, I can't even do two miles without being in pain. That's not helpful. Yeah, I mean, that might be what I'm thinking, that I'm frustrated by that, but what am I going to feed my brain? And it has to be, you can do this. There are a lot of people out there that aren't doing this. You can do this. Come on, push through. Make it your own goal because you know what? We're not in a race against each other. We're in this race for ourselves and we can do this. And, and I always compete with myself. I compete to better myself each day, make new strides in the right direction. And if I know that I'm really hurting and I can at least get myself up and move and go and do something outside, even if it's scootering, I scooter a lot too. If it's really too hard for me to really just sink, sink into my socket, then I'll scooter. But at least I'm getting out and I'm doing. So make sure that you are paying attention to the words your brain is telling you. Are you talking to yourself positively? Are you giving yourself the pat on the back you deserve because today is a new day and you deserve someone to be in your corner? And that someone is you. You and you are the foremost person to push yourself. Don't rely on external. Don't rely on a spouse or a, a, a child, a neighbor, a friend, a parent. Don't rely on them to feed your ego or to push you. Only you can do that. You know where you're at today and where you want to get to. You set a goal and you work hard to get to that goal. And you can't do that if you're talking negatively. Be positive. Stay positive. Find the positive. Even if I couldn't have gotten that two miles, what could I have said to myself that said, you did good. You're dealing with something hard. You did good. That's, that's the angle you want to go. Not, well, good job. You quit. You, you can't even do that. What a loser. That isn't going to help you. So stay positive. For the next week, until we meet again next week, your call to action is to, to really reflect on what you're saying in your head to yourself, even out loud. Sometimes people talk out loud to themselves. I'm one of them. Um, 
Normally I have my dog with me, so it looks like I'm just talking to my dog. But if you ever see me talking on the road, I'm probably talking to myself and I'm trying to feed myself positivity. Um, that you're, you know, you're better than this. You can do this. Push yourself. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're not going to die from this. Let's go. So all I want to see from you is positivity. Listen to yourself, find out where you're going wrong and change the thinking, change the words that you are using to push yourself past your limits. Because I'll guarantee you when you're done with whatever you're trying to get over and get through, you're going to feel amazing about what you've accomplished. So with those words, I hope you have a fantastic week. And like always, be healthy, be happy, be you.